I'm Scott. This is Gavin. And I'm Fred. Hey, this is Craig from Major's Mess Hall Podcast, and this is finally episode 70. 70? 70. You're not 17. 70. I went like that. Yeah, I know. When you went E, it sounded like <sighs> you were saying 17. Yeah, do it again. <laughs> hey, everyone. This is Craig from Major's Mess Hall, and this is episode 70. And we're hey. hey. Uh, do it again, Scott oh, Rapper. <laughs> hey, this is... Fucking hell, mate. God's sake, come on. Hey, everyone, this is Craig from Major's Mess Hall, and this is episode 70, with me, Gavin, and Scott. Hey. And the guest is... What's her name? Oh, my God. Just, right. cut, just cut, cut this out. No, move it across. Hello everyone, this is episode 70 of the Majors Mess Hall podcast. I am Gavin, I'm joined by Craig and Scott, and we have a very special guest coming up, and I'm going to let Scott say who it is. Everybody knows her as Veruca Salt from the movie, the original, and for what I care, the only Willy Wonka movie, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, talking about uh, Julie Don Cole. And she really was lovely, you know, she... Again, just like everyone else that's been on, they, she gave us the time. She came on. She had a chat. She was lovely to speak to. Told us some great things about the movie that everybody loves. I mean, this is a classic that you know we we put up there with like the likes of the Wizard of Oz and stuff like that. Like it's, I mean, it's an amazing classic. It's live. It's still going on today. Like kids love it today. You know, at one point when I was talking to her, or when we were talking to her, I was thinking about the movie, and then it comes the realization that I was talking to her and. I don't know. It kind of blew my mind. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's incredible. I mean, uh, like I say, just some of the stories she had to say about it. You know, a time working with Gene Wilder and and some of the other cast. And of course, she still keeps in touch with many of them as well. I mean, obviously, Gene Wilder passed away a few years ago, but you know, you, I mean, you'll hear yourself. You know, she she just she's got so much time. It was a film that was made forty-seven years ago, and she still talks about it like it's a like it's a, it's a current project. Really, you know, she's. She's got all the time in the world to speak about it. But yeah, no, it was, I mean, it's great. We're, we're going to play that interview out soon. But uh, first of all, we're going to have a little quick catch-up with Craig, who flew in here last week, wasn't it? When was it? Saturday. Saturday, last Saturday, or Saturday just gone. How was that, Craig? How was your experience with flying in? Well, right now, I'm, I just can't be bothered flying here anymore. No, I don't like the flying. It's just boring for me. I hardly don't travel with anyone. So I'll just get here and just be done with. But the flying, I still like the flying this time around. Uh, the, the, the airlines changed, the, the planes all changed, different layouts, a lot more smaller. I just didn't like it. What are you on about? You don't want to fly here anymore? No, I want to come here, but I don't like the flying anymore. Oh, you just want to get here, yeah. like instantaneously. Yeah. Click your fingers and get here. Yeah. Yeah, that's not how life works though, is it, son? Come on. So, what about what you've done so far? Uh, well, Saturday we went to see the Avengers. Went to see the Avengers Saturday, yeah. It's actually quite a good film. Yeah. 
you didn't like it. Well, it's not that I didn't like it. I'm not no gonna spoilers. No, no, no. I'm not gonna. Okay. Sp- I'm not gonna spoil it. But like, what something you have to understand when you go and see it is that it's it's part one of two. So I didn't know that. I thought this was it. I thought like it was going to be concluded. It's been ten years of the build up to this, and I thought that was it. But it's not. So it ends on a a bit of a um, an Empire Strikes Back kind of cliffhanger, and it's left. And now we have to wait like an uh, you know a year or more to find out what happens and it's just annoying like I, I didn't know that going in I thought it was going to be concluded so I was a bit disappointed because to be fair I love these films but there's only so many of them I can take I'm just like come on now it needs to wrap soon like it's been going on for too long I mean well, some people gotta, probably say the same about this podcast but I mean you know it really does need to wrap up soon they got a couple more coming out you know like Wasp and Ant-Man comes out next month and and all that so yeah, yeah, what was it, Captain Marvel? Yeah, yeah Captain Marvel's like, that's got something to do with the next Avengers film that's coming out, and it, you know, and I'll right. go and see them all. But I, you know, I just, I was just was expecting it to be finished, and it wasn't. But other than that, it was a great movie. You know, I loved it just as, as I do all the other ones. Yeah. So other than that, yeah, Craig has literally done nothing else apart from sit on his ass and eat pickled eggs. Hey, 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 hey. Oh, hey, so you're allowed to say ass. Yeah. So. What are you talking about? Craig's been out there making videos. Well, someday he was... we went out for a walk. You need to speak into the mic. Oh, no, don't touch it. Sunday we went out for a walk. It was a bit of a chill day. Monday stayed in. Tuesday I popped out for like an hour or so. Uh, it's like wh- a Craig David song, this. <laughs> Wednesday I went to the city. So I always like to do when I come over here. Go out drinking. I went for I went for a bite to eat. Uh, Thursday today, and so I stayed in again. Chilled on Sunday because <laughs> it was raining, and uh, me and Gav just went out to uh, for a bite to eat before. Jack Astor's. Yeah, and uh, Boston pizza for dessert. Which he didn't like his dessert because he he got cheesecake and said it didn't taste like cheese. Well, it, it was nice to begin with, but when I got near the end, it tasted weird. Well, yeah, it's not supposed so, to taste like cheese, though, is it? You I'm dope. Not saying that. And then I got a cookie with ice cream on top which was raw in the middle, so that annoyed me because I'd already eaten most of it and I wouldn't move the ice cream out the way it was raw in the centre. Anyway, we're talking about absolute rubbish here. Let's talk to Scott Powers. Scott, what have you been up to? Work, preparing for this trip, you know, uh, for the pub crawl, which is coming up uh, by the time you hear this. And, uh, man, I can't wait to get over there. And uh, basically, that's it. Just been working a lot. What time are you coming over on Friday? Uh, I'll be over at 3.25. I should be at the airport unless unless I can uh, it, unless it's an hour later if I can get uh, if they ask for volunteers to stay off the plane for a free ticket. So so stay off the plane and then get on the next flight out. Yeah. Do you know when that is? Have you looked? No, the last oh, it's an hour. They are all like one hour in in the in sync with each other. An really? hour, an hour, twenty minutes. Yeah. You sure? Because everything's twenty minutes with you, and it never ends up being. Hey, I didn't say I didn't say twenty minutes this time. So. You don't know what you're doing, do No, like the last time, like before when I used to travel a lot, and they overbooked planes, and even last year when I came with Jr. They uh they asked for volunteers to stay over for an hour and you get a free plane ticket so Why if I get a free you get your plane and come over <laughs> <laughs> stop messing around with stuff 
get on it and come over. Because if I can get a free plane ticket, I'm doing it. Is it an actual free ticket, or is it just like a voucher towards a flight, the next flight? You can give it to anybody. It's like a last time it was a four hundred and fifty dollar gift. Wow, Air Canada gift card. That's cool. So, yeah, so I, I'll definitely and then, like I said, man, and everybody's listening. They, they can uh, they can witness. I'll give you the card, man, so you can come back to Chicago. Thanks, man, and it, it, it's a plus point for us too because if you're an hour late coming in, that's an hour less to spend with you. So that's great. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was thinking about for Craig. You know. That should really make Craig happy. <laughs> uh, right, okay, listen, let's go through to our interview now with Julie Dawn Cole, and we'll be back for more rubbish chat right after. Don't care how I want it now. Don't care how I want it now. We have a very special guest joining us for a chat right now. She is an English actress who has been active for some 40 years. She began as a child performer in what remains her best-remembered film, 1971's Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, playing the spoiled Veruca Salt. Of course, I'm talking about the wonderful Julie Dawn Cole. Julie, thank you so much for joining us on Major's Mess Hall. My pleasure. How are you doing today, Julie? I'm good. Uh, for me, it's the end of the day, so it's 8 o'clock. Uh, so I'm home watching the sun go down and thinking, oh, soon I'll be heading off to heading off to bed. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's end of the day for you and midday for me. I know it's weird, isn't it? Yeah. So obviously we've got a lot of questions for you, and it's obviously about you know sure. obviously starring in Willy Wonka. Now I have the first question I have to ask is, and I'm hoping that. I know what the answer is going to be, but do you ever get sick and tired of answering questions? Because it's been forty-seven years since that film came out, and you must get que- you must get questions every single week. I, I get quite a lot, um, but no, I'm never really tired of it. Sometimes, you know, it depends whether you're doing a kind of you know saturation of events and things, and then you might be asked the same question every day. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I mean, it's always nice to be asked to, to somebody to find a question that I've never been asked. There's usually one or two, so that's nice. Yeah, we tr- we try to put a few in here, so hopefully we'll we'll have a few Good. unique ones for you. Good. Hopefully, Let's see. I'll let you know if you succeed. <laughs> uh, so, I-, I know you've probably been asked this, but obviously a lot of Willy Wonka fans and all that are huge Gene Wilder fans. Yeah. Was he? <laughs> was he a good? Like, a, as great as he seemed like he was on TV, you know, movies and all that. You want to know person. if he was, if Gene Wilder was a good egg. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, he was a good egg, um, you know, which is lovely to be able to say. I don't have to burst anybody's bubble there. Um, he was nice. He was kind. He was patient. He was funny. He was very gentle and just, you know, fun to be around. Um of course, back then, you know, I was 12 years old and uh, and he was a relatively new star at the time. So I, I, I didn't know of him. I was kind of more impressed by Roy Kinnear, who played my father, who I had heard of. Um, so, yeah, but Gene was just to us, he was just Gene. Well, this was a strange question, but when he obviously passed away, that must have been really hard for, yeah. for you and the other guys because... I know it was like you only worked with him for a certain amount of time, but he's been such a big part of your life that it must have been hard when you heard that he passed. 
it was it was horrible because it you know we do kind of consider ourselves family and so that was one of our family and yeah okay you work together for a while but it's a it's a it's a, a period of your life that never goes away so it had stayed you know it has stayed and and will continue to do so i guess so it was it was like you know losing your uncle it was yeah. it was yeah you know and and the fond uncle you know the one that you really like it was very sad very did you sad. did you see him over the years like since filming many times um i had seen him twice since um i saw him in london when he was on Shaftesbury Avenue doing a play. He was doing Laughter on the 23rd Floor, the Neil Simon play. Right. And I went backstage to see him, and that was lovely to see him then. And then I used to do some uh, uh, guest contributions on a, a daytime show here called This Morning. And he was uh, on that a few years ago promoting his autobiography, and I met him again then. I said, hey, Jean, I used to sit in your lap and you used to tell me stories. <laughs> <laughs> Are, are you surprised that after 47 years, the movie still holds up strong like it just came out yesterday, you know, amongst the movies it, it, today? Yeah, it's very strange. It it, it disappeared for a number of years, um, and it was probably in the late, uh, I would say the 80s when it was beginning to come back again because with the advent of, you know, showing it on TV and and. Uh, VHS and all of those kind of uh, formats. And then I guess by the 90s, that's when we realized, late 90s, that it had become a classic. And that was, you know, that was a strange thing. So, you know, now I've kind of got used to the idea, but it wasn't until 97 that we were all tracked back down again, you know, and they reunited, as it were, by uh, a guy called Gene Crowell, who lives in, uh, in Maryland. And he's a sort of what we call a super fan, um, you know, a kind of fan friend. And he traced us all and we were reunited at a convention, but that would have been 97. So that's when we suddenly became aware of, hmm, okay, maybe, maybe we are classics. <laughs> it's, it's, it's like, I mean, I put it up there with The Wizard of Oz to me. That's like yes, where, where it is yes. for me. Because, yeah. I mean, obviously, like, I'm, I'm 34 now, so the film was... It was obviously quite old, even when I was born. Way before you were born. <laughs> yeah, kind yeah. of. Yeah, but I mean, I, at the time when you're a kid, you don't realise that it was made many years before you you were around. I mean, I've got two kids now. Yeah. My my daughters yeah. my daughters will be four at the end of the year, and I really wanted to watch it, and I know she's going to love it when she sees it. And it, but it is it's yeah. so timeless. Like it's it stood the test of time. Yeah. Many films back then didn't, and even films made after that that you can just tell, and it's like I just this isn't for me because it's it's aged. But that film just yeah, hasn't. It, 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 it was just very lucky with lots of elements of it. The fact that it was shot in Munich in Germany adds to the timeless quality, you know, cobbled streets and and um, unidentifiable cars and that kind of thing. So it, that adds to the timelessness. They deliberately chose the costume designs. Both costume designs could be anywhere, could be any time. Um, so again, that doesn't place it. Um, there was a picture in uh, last fall um, that you know people were sending round. Dolly Parton was dressed up in the Veruca Salt outfit, <laughs> the red dress uh, for Halloween, and uh, you know, hey, she rocked it. So you know, it's still not dated. <laughs> <laughs> was that was the boat scene in that sh in the movie scary for you guys? I meant it, it's so different than the rest of the movie 
Yes, you suddenly go into, no pun intended, but it gets very dark. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Yes, it does. Yeah. Um, Yes, for us, you know, the the boat exits one studio lot and then cut, and then the next week we pick up the filming when we're in the tunnel, and by this time the boat is now on a big uh, kind of stepladder affair, for want of a better word. You know, it's raised up in the air with a screen behind it so that, those nasty things that you see were all being projected behind us and uh, and a few worse ones i think which they cut in the edit um but yeah it was it was creepy and horrible and we had no idea that gene was going to do the the weird performance that he did so did you think that he was was he like did you were you guys told that he was going to say something but you didn't know what or did he literally just come well, out with all that it, stuff? No, no, it, it is it is all scripted. I mean, you know, every now and again, I, I for for real fans, um, I do tweet the odd picture of the script because people are always keen to know was that ad lib or was it real or blah. blah. So most of it it was scripted. So um, yeah, that that sequence in the poem is is scripted. But I think it says something like you know he sings a little song. <laughs> 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 Uh, yeah, that's a bit of an understatement. So yes, he went uh, complete Fruit Loop. It was. It's amazing though. I mean, it's uh, like that's the only thing I said to my wife about like showing my daughter, and she was like, oh, "I don't know about the boat scene." And I was like, "Well, we can always skip yeah. through that for her, like, because it is really creepy." But as an adult, it, it kind of makes the movie like it's such a good scene because it is really freaky. Yeah. And I heard that yeah. you guys didn't know you you never you hadn't seen the Chocolate Room until they started filming. Is that true as well? Like they kept that from you guys. Yeah. It, it's sort of half true. It's sort of half true. I had to keep this quiet for many, many years. Um, I had gone out to Germany earlier uh, before filming began to pre-record my song. And so I'd been out there like August or something. And that scene didn't get shot till September. But while I was out there and before filming really properly started, one of the scene hands said, oh, would you like to see the chocolate room? Like, you bet. Of course I would. So I saw it while it was being constructed. It wasn't finished by any means. Um, and then when everybody joined and we started filming and then uh, Mel Stewart, the director, said, right, the kids cannot see the uh, the set. You know, the set closed to them. It's like, whoops, okay, it's too late because I've already seen it. So I kept it quiet. I didn't tell anybody. <laughs> so you mentioned the, the song oh, that yeah. you, the, the song that you sing in, in the movie. And I'd noticed that that yeah. and, and other things, I'd noticed that you were actually, apart from Charlie, your character was given slightly more than the other kids i found like even like when you when you found the ticket it wasn't like a news report it yep. was like it was an actual cut scene away to show that you know your yes, father I did, yeah so, I, I got the whole scene yeah, yeah I did, and, actually, and then you got the song the and like quite small yeah, yeah exactly so yeah. like why was that like i mean it's great for you obviously but why do you think that was was that like was that anything to do with you as an actress or did they just decide that I think it's just purely because I'm more talented. (laughs) (laughs) She wanted it now. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I want a song and I want it now. (laughs) You know, know, speaking... Yeah, no, no, it was written that way. So, you know, that's how it was. Speaking of that song, I I got a friend and uh, her name's Caitlin. And she's like such a huge fan of yours. And... uh, she she used to sing that song when she do uh, pageants and talent yeah. shows in school, but that was her that was uh-huh. her song. She did every like she always wanted to be you. <laughs> it is uh, it's, it's I mean it's it's a weird song, I but I, 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 I 
yeah, it's it's it is a, it's a tricky song to do because it's got kind of syncopated rhythms and and key changes and various things. But yeah, it's a, it's a fun song. I, I think you know when you say about do we ever get sick of it? One of the things I love is when kids come up at conventions and they they want to sing the song and they they do it almost as an audition for me and I love it. That's wonderful. Yeah, that must be amazing. You know, in Wizard of Oz, the flying monkeys scared me, and I got to admit, and this is breaking news here. <laughs> The Oompa Loompas scare me. The Oompa Loompas, yes, <laughs> the Oompa Loompas. Yes, I have heard this before. Lots, lots of people say it was those little guys, they really scared me. Because <laughs> yeah, I, I never really, you know, are they really good or are they, like, evil? You know what I mean? I, I... <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, they do. They, you know, they cart all the kids off, don't they? And they take people to juicing rooms and marshmallow marsh, uh, marshmallow rooms and all of that kind of stuff so yeah they're, they're, but really they're only there to do mr wonka's bidding he's the real machiavellian brains behind it all <laughs> i mean that's the, that's the weird thing about that film because as a kid you don't even think like what as soon as one of the kids goes it's like, okay the kid's gone you carry on watching the movie but then you think what happens to that kid like where's that kid ended up now and it's it's quite i yeah. suppose that's quite yeah. creepy as well when you think about it you know yeah, yeah. I think I think when you're watching it as a child, almost you imagine yourself in the movie and you think, good, that's one less. Now I'm one step closer. <laughs> you, know, you kind of imagine yourself winning the factory. <laughs> like, yeah, let's get rid of the competition. <laughs> so, and, of course, you want Charlie to win. Everybody wants Charlie to win. Oh, 100%. And we actually named my son Charlie as well. Sort of, kind of part... Like, my daughter's Aww. called Alice after Alice in Wonderland and my grandmother is also called Alice. And... Charlie was my Thank goodness. You didn't call her Veruca. You could have called your daughter Veruca. You know, some, sometimes we that. sometimes we do because every now and then she'll have what we call a Veruca moment, where she's yep. like being a little diva. They all have their I, moments. I look at Dean yeah. and I say, "Look, she's she's pulling a Veruca salt now." Look. So obviously <laughs> you uh, you you met Rodal and and you said how wonderful yep. he was and and stuff. But I heard a rumor. And I don't know if this is true, so you can probably tell us if it's true or not. But I heard that he didn't like the movie after it had been made. Is that true? Well, this this is what has been said, and there's been a lot written about that. He he didn't he wasn't an easy man to get along with. He was a bit tricky, um, and he didn't like the director. But then you know that was kind of fairly common as well. The director was a bit tricky. So here you are, you've got two larger than life characters, and like lots of authors, you know, most authors, I guess, that you want to have a vision of how the book is or how the book should be as a movie but the director quite rightly said you know you don't make a movie of a book you make a movie of a screenplay yes so there have to be some changes so there was always going to be this conflict but you know the 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 director was a bit of an irascible devil i mean a lovable one but you know he was tricky and they knew from the beginning that it was going to be difficult so um and they they hired one of the executive producers who'd known Roald Dahl. They lived next door to each other for years. So he was on board as well to kind of keep everything smooth. But, you know, the inevitable happens and, you know, people fall out. I, I'm not, I wasn't party to any of this. This is all I know afterwards. However, all I can say is that I met Roald Dahl on set several times. I had dinner with him and I met him at the, again at the London premiere, which would have been a year after filming completed. So, yeah, the following December we had the London premiere. And I sat next to Roald Dahl and he was laughing away. So, you know, what can you say? Um, you know, I think there were personalities involved. but And maybe he did or didn't like the film. I think he'd be 
happy that it's inspired people to to read books, to write books, and and inspired so many people. So, you know, and then perhaps he would be surprised at the longevity of it. But of course, it is a wonderful story. It is, and like I, I grew up reading his books. I, I didn't want to read anyone else's books. It had to be Roald Dahl. I loved no. all of his books, and I yeah. always wanted to yeah. I, like. I always wanted to meet him. Like that was that was like my dream as a little kid. I, I would have loved to yeah. have met him. So to hear that he was a lovely man is yeah. really nice to to know. Yeah, yeah. I asked him why he called Veruca Veruca, um, because in America a Veruca. Uh, well, we call a Veruca, you call a planter's wart, or in Canada, yeah. I believe it's the same thing. So it's a planter's wart, which is a wart that you get <laughs> in your foot. And he said he called her Veruca because she was a wart of a child. And uh, you know, he couldn't think of a worse place to get a wart than on the foot, so he called her Veruca, but with one R. <laughs> so, go ahead, Scott. I'm just, I'm just amazed. I, I mean, listening to the stories and then thinking about the movie, and and it, it's just, it, just amazed talking to her. <laughs> no, <I> just, <laughs> here's an odd question. Nice, that's a nice reaction. Yeah. Okay. Here, yeah. Okay. Have I have, have I been asked it before? Let's try. <laughs> did your hair get shorter in the movie? <laughs> what? Yes, it did. Um, okay, we had a crazy but wonderful uh, makeup and hairdressing lady. Her name was Susie Krauts, and it was shot in 1971. And back then, you know, I don't know, you, you are gentlemen, so perhaps you're not quite so much aware, but we ladies, every now and again, there's a sort of trend about what we worry about in our hair. And that was the age of the split ends. Not oh, something okay. you see advertised on TV anymore. But split ends was the bane of every woman's life, you know. There were shampoos and products on the market to cure you of your split ends. Anyway, Susie Krauss, our crazy uh, German um, uh, hairdressing lady, had a technique for getting rid of split ends. She would take a, a chunk of your hair and twist it almost so that it made a dreadlock. And then she would run a candle up it, a, 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 a lighted candle. She would run this lighted candle up and down your hair. So it singed off the split ends. Of course, it also made your hair considerably shorter. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's not very noticeable, but I mean, I always wondered if there's like something wrong with my eyes. <laughs> yeah, but there's one, there's one, and because things were shot out of sequence, but there is one scene, I believe it's when we leave the inventing room and we're heading off to the lickable wallpaper corridor. I swear to goodness that my hair is about three inches shorter there. So obviously <laughs> that was near the end of Susie Krause's ministrations. <laughs> so the question is, ha- have you heard that question before? I have. Oh, <laughs> almost. I was confident with that one then. I, as soon as he said he that, I thought she's never been asked that. Well, there's, well, there's a couple of questions that, you know, we we have been asked this for and I thought that was really neat one of the little kids said um, where did the Wonkovator come down <laughs> I thought that was that was rather cute from a child's perspective you know <laughs> the, the great glass elevator goes up but he said where did it come down yeah you never know <laughs> that was that was quite cute no just no. it just kept rising up and going across the city yep <laughs> yeah, yep absolutely so I heard that so, you uh, you 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 got to keep one of the golden eggs because it was your birthday and they they gave you one of the golden eggs. I did. So yeah. obviously you still have yeah. that. So where do you where do you keep it now? Um, well, I don't have it? the egg anymore. <laughs> you I don't have it. it? No, wow. Yeah. I, well, yeah. I ate it. No, I made an omelette with it. Um, <laughs> no, I don't have it anymore. Um, when the when the 
certain other version came out a few years ago, that which has no name, which we will not mention. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, and we thought, well, okay, that's it. And, and so there are a few pieces that I had, you know, memorabilia, and I thought, well, okay, maybe now is the time to sell it. So I sold that, and I sold my everlasting gobstop. I didn't sell it to Slugworth, um, but I sold <laughs> it, and I went on holiday with the kids. I, you oh, know, I nice. wish my, my two children. Um, so I wish kind of now that I'd kept it because... That other version was not as popular as people thought it was going to be. No, not at all. Like, not not at all. I mean, I, we won't we won't spend time talking about it. But it, it what I mean, I I seen it obviously as, <laughs> as a fan of the book. I seen it, but I didn't yeah. like it at all. Just very strange. Uh, yeah, just kind of went off topic a little bit, really. Um, it did go. It did. But anyway, that was that was so that was roundabout when I kind of thought, oh well, I'll part with some of the bits and pieces I've got. However, I do still have a scrum diddly unctuous bar and I do still have a Wonka bar and I do still have a golden ticket. Oh, that's incredible. That's amazing. The stories you gotta tell just just with those, you know, to your to your uh, kids and and yeah. Yeah. and you know, one day grandchildren or or whatever. Yeah. You know, so well, it's it's interesting because I've been, uh, you know, thinking I maybe I should make a will recently, and they've both been fighting over who gets the golden ticket. (laughs) (laughs) So, is it's true that you you don't act anymore? No, I don't. No, I don't. Uh, The irony of all of this is, I'm now a child psychotherapist. Oh man, you could have analyze me then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, yeah, I, I I made the decision a few years ago that it was time to do something different, retrained, uh, took a, a degree, you know, went back to school and and qualified and got a degree in psychotherapy, and I now work for a cancer charity. Wow. So yeah, it's it's a it's a it's a completely different field, but very rewarding. So if they were like if they ever done another remake, God forbid. But if they did and it was done properly, and they asked you, which is something I think they should have done in the remake that they did, is like if they wanted to sort of have the cast come back as cameos, would you would you be interested in doing that? Oh, I I, I think we, we and we've we've said that as the the kids, you know, that we would all do that. Us kids, I mean, we're now sixty, but uh, yeah, we would all be up for that. But and I I think that that would have been nice and I think that would have been something that fans would have enjoyed just a little nod to oh, okay there she is you know yeah yeah um, definitely you know, being a reporter in the background or something would just, have been just something I think they would, they would have, yeah they would have probably gained a lot more fans with that fans are very fiercely loyal they're very partisan yeah well it's like when they remade Ghostbusters I mean I, I didn't I love Ghostbusters but I didn't like the remake but they used the original cast members as cameos in the film which yeah. was like the only yeah. good thing about it, and it's the only thing that made me want to see the movie. Yeah. So uh, it would have made a difference. I, and... I, I think it would have made a difference. I think um, the film is also your childhood memories, and you don't want anybody messing with your memories. Yeah. People have ownership of it. You know, we were in other people's lives. It's quite an important responsibility. Why do you think that after the movie, everybody but yourself continued on with, or you continued on with acting but nobody else did anything and that's really weird well yeah a variety of reasons really i mean um peter ostrom who played charlie bucket didn't really care for the whole experience he he didn't like the whole uh deal of movie making 
He auditioned for a role on Broadway, which he didn't get. Had he got that, who knows, it would have been different. And I think with the money that he earned on the movie, he bought himself a horse. And that was the start of his love of, of larger animals. And he's a now, now a large animal veterinarian. Oh, nice. Denise, who played Violet Beauregard, she carried on acting for a while till she was about 16, I think. And then she changed course and became uh, uh, worked for SpaceX, um, Elon Musk's company, and and did that. Uh, Michael never did another film, and in fact, he didn't even know Michael played Augustus Gloop. Didn't even know that Willy Wonka was successful until '97, when the superfan Gene Kroll tracked him down, and wow. he's a tax accountant in Munich. Yeah. Wow, that's crazy. So I've got one more question. And th- this is this has got nothing to do with with the movie at all, but it's a question I'm very curious right. to know the answer to. If you were asked to Ooh. go on, I'm a celebrity. Get me out of here. Would you do it? <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, I probably would. I probably would. Um, I, 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 some of the shows I really like, and the thing that I think that I would be most drawn to is is um, I think I I would love to challenge myself and see if I'm a survivor yeah um, I think I am I think I'm pretty good at roughing it and dealing with challenges and you know I think that's especially being a, a child actor and one that survived the industry if you can survive that so I would I would love it um, and, but I yeah I don't know whether I'd be a little bit too bossy boots you know i'm a bit very <laughs> i want it now gavin got me hooked on that show as we don't have it here you know i watch it when you know online and all that and uh i think you'd do good yeah. at it huh? yeah i think so too I, I, I think i i think i'd cope yeah i think i'd be all right uh you know hey you know i work with oompa loompas and slugworth and all of those things you know i can deal with a few creepy crawlies <laughs> right we need to start a campaign then online don't we <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, we can do that. I mean, of course, the, the glamorous one is dancing with the stars. You know, yeah, that would be wonderful and glamorous and doing all of that. But yeah, it, there, there are some shows that I think, yes, that would be fun, and there are others. It's like absolutely no way. <laughs> so we have you know the show Big Brother here, and I just think I couldn't bear that. I'd be bored. They're not allowed to take any books in. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, then we have the uh, Bear Grylls when he does his survivor things on an island. I think yeah, I'd be fine. I'd you know be cutting down trees and 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 building camps <laughs> and boiling water. I'd, I'd be fine. Where can people listening? Where can they find you at on social media? They can find me. I tweet and I'm at Real Veruca Salt because it happens to be a band that, that got there first. <laughs> so I am. Real Veruca Salt and Instagram and I have a website juliedawncole.co.uk so I do get asked for bits and pieces and things so I post a few things if people want to get photos oh and I suppose I should say yes I have a book out which you can get from either Amazon or off the website juliedawncole.co.uk and if we order it can't do you autograph it 
I, you can get that. That's why I sell them on my site because people were saying, well, look, I've got the book off Amazon or other places and I've got it off the, you know, the, the internet and now how can I get it signed? And it was going to cost them a fortune to send it to me, for me to sign it and send it all the way back again. So now I do have a few copies on my website that I can always personalize. But yeah, the book was, is no surprise here in the title. Uh, it's called I Want It Now. Um, and it's my kind of story of the behind the scenes um, on the set. Because the film was uh, uh, made in Germany, um, and my mother was in England, I used to write home to her, and I wrote home, you know, longhand, as we did back then, before internet and texting and anything else. And she kept all those letters, and we reprinted those and put them in the book. So, oh, you know, nice. there's my account of, you know, Dear Mummy, today I met Mr. Wilder. <laughs> oh, wow, that's cool. I, I think I'm going to get that book. That'll be an amazing read. Very interesting. Yeah, me too. Oh, me thanks. too. Well, thanks so, so much, Julie, for yeah. coming on. It's, it's an absolute pleasure to talk to you. It really is. And, you know, we thank you so much because it's, it's, it's for people like yourself that give us your time that, you know, then obviously help us oh, the, thank p- you. push the podcast forward. So we really do appreciate that you're giving us your time. So thank you very much. Mm-hmm. Thank you. No, I'm very happy, and I, I wish you all luck with it. So, yeah, I look forward to, to hearing it. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> you have a great day right, or a great night. I'm sorry. <laughs> great night, yeah. I'm off to bed now. Uh, early day tomorrow. <laughs> nice. Okay. okay. All right. Cheers. Thank you. Good night, Thanks, Julie. Guys. Thank bye. you. Bye. Bye-bye. If you're not spoiled, then you will go far. You will live in happiness, too. So that was our interview with uh, Julie, and we really hope you liked it as much as we did talking to her. Uh, Again, an amazing woman, and I hope you may have learned something by listening. How on earth did you notice her hair was shorter in the film? You could see it. I know, but like only women would notice that. Why are you picking up on that? (laughs) No. No, because my babysitter used to be the TV set. <laughs> so my my mom would always sit me in front of the TV. So I just had to know. It, it just popped in my head, too. I know, but it's like one of those like camp Hollywood makeup artists would notice. Like, oh, my God, sweetie, you're her. We need to do a little tweak. Oh, just something that I thought I, re- I noticed. And because uh, it is. Queer what? eye for the Scott guy. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, it's, I, I notice stuff like that. Also, let's start that poll, man. Let's get Juliana. I'm a celebrity. So, honestly, I think she'd do really well if she went on that show. And so, those that don't know what we're talking about, it's I'm a celebrity. Is it is a UK show? It's a little bit like Big Brother meets like Amazing Race type thing. I'm guessing. Meet Survivor. S- meet Survivor. Yeah. So it's basically like, is it like twelve celebrities or ten celebrities? Like. They they it go varies. into they go into the jungle in Australia. It's hosted by Ant and Deck, which are like two of the greatest TV presenters in the UK. And if you've never heard of them, then I don't know what planet you've been living on because they're like fantastic. And uh, it's a great show. They basically they have to do tasks and stuff. The public vote who they want to keep, and then they each week. I think the first three weeks everyone stays in, or the first like week or so everyone stays in, and then after that they start voting them out. But the show itself thinks on for like three weeks. But uh, it's on every November, I think it is. And it's just, it's a great show. So good. And I just think that having watched the show for like 17 years, I just think that Julie would be a fantastic contestant on that show. I think she'd, I think she'd win it, to be honest. 
Let's start that poll. It's got. It's just a good show because like they eat like bugs and stuff. Like they have to like so some of the stuff they have to eat, man. I mean, like, lay in the bottom of snakes. And... Yeah, like eat uh, like an ostrich's arse, and <laughs> it's 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 good. I mean, it's it's very entertaining, especially when they they start like gagging on the stuff they have to eat. It's just funny. Fish eyes. Fish eyes, yeah, and when they when they bite into it, pops and uh, it sounds like a potato chip crunching. So anyway, because let's let's talk about food, but actual real good stuff that we like. Let's talk about sweets and candy for a second, because that's kind of linked with the whole Willy Wonka thing. Now, for those of you that don't know, I am a like sweetaholic, like candyaholic, whatever you want to call it. I love candy, and like it's my vice. Like I don't smoke, I don't drink, I never have done. I've never smoked dope, never taken any drugs. Like I I love candy, and like I I'm very passionate about it as well. Like. You know, I'll try all different kinds, and I have my favourites and my, my not-so-favourites, and uh, I figured we'd talk about that now. So, personally, my favourite kind of chocolate, and it stems from when I was a little kid, I love Kinder chocolates, Kinder eggs, which I know that they're banned in America, so Scott's never even heard of them, because they're actually banned over there. Why? Because they're dangerous to kids, but apparently guns aren't. But anyway... <laughs> Yeah, no, that's true. That that's why they're, that's why they're banned because it's like dang- yeah, because when inside you get a little toy inside, yeah. and you have to build it yourself, and sometimes they're in little pieces. And America, the health the health it. authority or whatever, just deemed it unsafe for kids, so it got banned. Which is a bit crazy. You can get them in Canada. So, I actually, think you should buy Caroline one, uh, Scott, when you're here. All right. You can get like a box of three, and they're just fun. You can get ones. For girls and ones for boys. But anyway, I used to get them when I was a kid. And they used to get, like, uh, the Pink Panther toys and the Smurfs. And used to get, like, the Disney characters. And you build them yourself. I had, like, a full collection, which actually would be worth a lot of money today. But they've gone. I don't know where they went. And uh, even to this day, like, when I open a Kinder Egg, I still get excited about what's in the egg. Even though I obviously aren't gonna, I'm not going to care what it is. It's, like, the excitement that's, like, a throwback from when I was a kid. So those are, like, my favorite kind of chocolates. Um, I'd say worst can worst candy is I hate anything watermelon flavored. It's just disgusting to me. I don't know why. I have to I have to agree with that. Oh, it's vile. Like it's Dina, it, it Dina never, loves it. It, it never tastes like watermelon. No, never does. Do you actually like the watermelon fruit? It's all right. I mean, I wouldn't go out and buy it, but it's just it, it's awkward, isn't it? Because it's so big. Well, you know like, what you do I, with it. I love I love watermelon. We eat it here. It's a staple in the summer. You know, chop it up and all that, and uh, but it doesn't taste like the candy. No, it doesn't. Like it's 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 very like I just don't like it as a flavor for things. I just it's very subtle the flavor. It's not a strong flavor, and I don't think it believe it belongs in things. That's why you don't get very many watermelon flavored like food items and sauces and things because it's just not it's not strong enough. You have to mix it with something else. So. If it's mixed with like apple or something, like in a, in a candy, I'll eat that. But like, I wouldn't just go out and buy a bag of like those, you know, those little jelly watermelon sweets, the little gummies. I wouldn't buy them. Like, they are the worst. I can't stand them. And Dana loves them, so like when she's got them, I never touch them. Craig, wor- best and worst candy, mate. Sweet chocolate bar, whatever you want, mate. Get lean into the mic and do something with your life. Well, I mentioned to you this when I got here. Probably my favourite candy is uh, Squishies back home. I know you don't, probably don't have them here. But they're like uh, Squishy Sweets. And it's like half, like one side is... One flavour. Yeah, and the other is like another flavour. And these are like new. came out and it's like 
I think it's like sour, apple sour, and there's another flavour. But it's the, no, that's the another. Oh, for God's sake! That's another squishy flavour. But yeah, squishy. I like squishies. But so yeah, but think back to when you was a kid because they've only just come out. Think back. You're you're just thinking of yesterday. Think back to when you were a kid. You used to go to Peg Sweet Shop. Remember that mm. Peg Sweet Shop with the husband Bert with the gimpy leg. And you'd order sweets and he'd be at the other end of the shop and you'd have to wait for the cheeky guy to get to the front. I almost said something else then. but probably my favourite was probably Astro Belt. Astro Belt, right. Describe to the listeners, because it's a riveting conversation, or dying to know. What's an Astro Belt? Lean in. It's like a red like a red strip. Uh, if you're little, you're probably classed as a belt. So it's like the name. Shut up. And it was, they were very sour back then. So you, you you get one in like a roll and then you like unroll it and you can like rip it of whatever length you want. And he used to try and tie his pants up with it. And the, uh, it was they were red and like I say they were very sour and I used to always love them. I used to always put a load in my mouth. Greedy bastard! What's your worst ever candy? Your worst ever, mate? Come on, mate! I don't think I have one. You gotta have one, mate. Think of the worst thing of sweets you can eat. Come on! <laughs> don't know. You've got to think. I don't know, mate, because I don't go out and actually right, say. Okay, Scott, mate, best and worst. My, fa- my favorite, my favorite are gummy bears or or gummy worms, and uh, I've always eaten them since I was little. And uh, the worst, I gotta say, we have a candy called Jolly Ranchers. Yeah, they're shite, them. Watermelon flavor in that, mate. They're horrible. You know, you can't even bite them. They like they like get glued to your teeth, and they're hard to come back off your teeth. And uh, yeah, both that that's shit, man. Yeah, shite. Sorry, I uh, I hate shite. Still a swear word, so you can say it thinking you're not swearing, but you are. You may as well just say shit. Anyway, all right, just cross it out. All right, I'll cut that out. Anyway, um, yeah, no, Jolly Ranchers are terrible. But we're gonna fly back over and just gonna rule out Jolly Ranchers, Craig. So don't say Jolly Ranchers. What is your worst ever flavor candy? Go, lean in. Probably anything to do with licorice. Okay, you uh, you bought licorice on your second day here. So what was all that about? At, at the superstore, the, right? The, the yeah. Twizzlers. Yeah, that's licorice, mate. What are you playing at? All right. What about the the, the black licorice? Then? <laughs> well, that, that's that's uh, that's called black licorice. Well, I don't like black licorice. Okay, then. there we go. Then that's that done. Jesus Christ. All right, there goes that segment. Yeah, there's that segment. So uh, we apologise for the bad language, but sometimes we just fuck up. Uh, so what are we gonna? Jeez. What are we gonna move on to now? Then what are we gonna? Let's just talk about the pub crawl because I mean it is only a day away. By the time people listen to this, it's it's our our last hurrah to get no, people to come. A day away. I thought, wait a minute, it's not tomorrow, you know. I know. Right. Okay. So let's talk about that. So we're meeting. We're going to see each other on Friday the eighteenth. And obviously Dick is driving him, but it's hard to uh, estimate a time of arrival to uh, figure out when he's going to be getting here. But uh, yeah, that's the plan. We're going to meet, we're going to go for some food, uh, have a chat, plan out what, exactly what we're going to do. But then, of course, on the Saturday, the 19th of May, is the pub crawl in Halifax, starting off in the Red Stag, which is the Alexander Keith's main bar, basically. And that's like the, the famous beer from Halifax, is Alexander yep. Keith's. At 1 p.m. At 1 p.m. Uh, just for a few drinks, and then we're going to move on. There's a few different places we're going to go. We haven't mapped it all out yet. 
we may not even bother mapping it out. We may just wing it on the day. But either way, just, it's going to be a fun time. You know, third annual one, guys. I, I can't believe it, honestly. Yeah. This is the third time. Like, when you think about it, I mean, I think it's really good that so far we've stuck to this. Now, I'm not saying it's going to happen again next year because, you know, life gets in the way and sometimes it's hard and it's expensive for the three of us to meet up. It will happen again at some point, just maybe not next year. But, you know, the fact that we've managed to do three consecutive pub uh, pub curls all in a row, I think that's pretty good. You know, I've, I've enjoyed every one of them. It would have been nice to have done Liverpool this time back in the UK. But, uh, you know, that's a future trip that we can do in the future. But, uh, yeah, if you're around in the area and you want to meet up, give us a shout. Let us know. We're also available on Sunday if people want to meet, have a cup of coffee, some more drinks or whatever. Let us know. We've got got some stuff to do, some people to see, music video to make, uh, some recording to do, basically just to make the most of it while we're here. We're doing a photo shoot as well for new updated photos. So I'm looking forward to that. That's on a Saturday morning. So hope it don't hope it don't rain again. Oh no! Last time it was like the day before was lovely, and then on the pub crawl morning when we were doing the photos, we went down to the waterfront to get some photographs in front of the lovely skyline of the little city of Halifax, and there was fog, so you couldn't even see anything. It's pointless. It looked like a shower. <laughs> you know, it came. I looked like I stepped out of a shower. I was completely drenched. Yeah, it's terrible. You could see his nipples through his shirt. I got nothing on that one, guys. <laughs> Right. Okay. So we're not going to go on for too much longer because we've been we've been chatting now for twenty odd minutes. But uh, hey, if anybody didn't know either, we also got uh, new t-shirts and hoodies up. So uh, you could check that out through our website at majorsmetshall dot com and uh, buy something if you like. Yeah. There's uh, there's, there's some fantastic t-shirts gone up i mean we did we did used to use azzle but it was a little bit more expensive and it wasn't international so that like if you went on it like you had to go to either zazzle.com zazzle.ca or zazzle.co.uk depending on what country you're in so it's really confusing to advertise and it it wasn't cool we have people messaging us all, messaging us all the time saying like oh you know i'm trying to order this year but it's coming up in dollars and it's like because you're not on the uk version so it was a little bit confusing this now it's all done by teespring and we have a fantastic uh, t-shirt designer, basically. Her name's Jenny. Fantastic, and uh, she's got all new t-shirts up there, plus some of the old ones. There's some new Dick Johnson ones on, on there, and there's even some Cove Boy ones on there if you want to support Newfoundland rap music. You can buy a Cove Boy t-shirt. It's two different kinds. There's what there's a Biggie Smalls one where he looks a little bit like Biggie. We called it Biggie Coves. And then there's uh, just a standard um, one of uh, Bertie's bald head, um, with uh, 709 on it, you can buy that, or you can buy the Dick Johnson one's fantastic, that's the one I'm going to buy next, and then there's even a comic book strip, Dick Johnson one on there too, and then of course the Majors Messel ones, so go on there, $21, I can't remember how much it was in pounds, it's not very much though is it, it's $21 Canadian anyway, to buy a t-shirt, which I think is not bad, so go that's on, check it out, 17, 17 American, 17 American, so, so like less than that in, I mean, it's probably about £11 or something I'd have thought, Anyway, check it out. Go to our website, majorsmessall.com, and just click on the merchandise link, and you'll find the T-shirts there. And that's finally getting redone. Yeah, the website, like, you know, Mikey is fantastic. He created the website for us, but he's a very busy man, and he just didn't have the time to dedicate to it. So I asked him if it was okay if we could pass on the information for that to, again, to Jenny. 
Jenny is taking it on board and she is our new web designer essentially um, all overlooked by Mikey which you know it's great to have two great minds working on the one site so we're very lucky to have you know these great people and of course Kelly as well you know Kelly was on our last episode she's been she's took over the social media side of things uh, quite a lot as well I mean I still tweet a lot and I'm still on the Instagram but she's doing a lot of the work now as well so it's it's, it's helping you know we're getting more followers and stuff and she's come up with some great ideas of how to get our podcast out there more so we're very appreciative of Kelly Jenny and Mikey so those three people we'd struggle to do this without them so just wanted to give them a shout out you know, I understand about Mikey, and he's got family and all that, and he's busy doing other projects, you know, and I'm I'm glad that he's letting Jenny take the reins, and but while still overlooking everything. So, uh, yeah, I appreciate them all. Excellent, and on that note, I think we should wrap it up. So, Craig, we're going to get some final thoughts off Craig now, who he just looks absolutely blown over that he's in, even in Canada. He looks very happy, so, Craig... Lean in, mate. Lean in, mate. God! I haven't got much to say. I just said it before. You know, I'm glad to be here, hanging out with you. Uh, looking forward to stuff coming up this weekend, next week. and then Weekend on a new song, aren't we? Yeah, yeah. Tell them about it. Sadly. Don't use the names. Don't use any of the lyrics because it's all expletives. So just <laughs> just talk about the song and where it started and what, what I've been doing. What have I been doing with the well, song? Well, I came up with the idea, didn't I, of the song? Yeah, but come on. What? Tell, tell the listeners what's been going on with the song. I'm winding you up, haven't I? Tell, tell. Oh, yeah, I'm trying to bloody sleep here and you bloody come along and wake me up with the song. Yeah. So he's a couple of times he's dozed off and I've thought, well, this isn't right. You know, he's supposed to be here spending time with me. Does anyone know what the song is? I can't say the name of it because it's as swearing. Many, as many times as he's been posting the videos, I think it's, uh, we know. Yeah. Just uh, basically just sit there and start playing it while he's asleep. Wakes him up, gives him a wake-up call. It's nice and refreshed. He's a little bit annoyed to start with, but then he's all right. He calms down after about half an hour, so it's good. But it's a good song. It was originally written about Scott, because it's what I like to do. I like to write songs about my friends. Uh, it was back, uh, was it last year or the year before? It doesn't really matter. Scott was annoying us, so we picked a guitar. A guitar. We, picked up a, we picked up a guitar, and we started to come up with some lyrics, didn't we? Yeah, just slamming, abusive. We'll just bleep it. It's, uh, you are a bleep, 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 yeah. and you stink of bleep, bleep, bleep. Yeah. Is the first line, so I mean, if that's enough to say. And then, and then, bleep, 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 bleep. Yeah. Sometimes you need expletives to get your point across of how passionate you are about that person. So, I mean, I take great pride in the fact that we've done that for you, Scott. Um, just want to let everyone out there know, Scott doesn't smell of feces. It's just a song lyric. So don't think that he does, because if anything, he smells quite pleasant. That's all I'm going to say. So unless well, he's been you. wrestling and then he does stink, but it's not of feces, it's of sweat and odor and different things. We like to call it Barbie O. So we're going to go over to Craigie C. So give a final thoughts on saying goodbye. Yep. Uh, see you, everyone. Uh, see you next time on the pork crawl. Oh. Oh, Unbelievable. Yeah. I'm sorry about this, guys. Going over to Scott Powers to give his final thoughts and say goodbye. Hey, thanks for listening to this episode. We hope you enjoyed Julie's interview. And hopefully we'll see you guys this Saturday at the Red Stag, 1 p.m. for our third annual pub crawl. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. What do you say? What? 
said, okay. Oh, this is unbelievable. This was going so well. He just did a perfect link. And you just sit there you looking blankly. You no, because I don't know what you're doing, mate. You're looking over there and your I'm eye went so funny. I'm looking at the screen. Why did your eye go bad? Hey. Didn't do anything. You, 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 you only just pointed something. Final thought. Final thought, Gav. Be, be, and then you guys could argue. God, he just wants to go, Donnie. What's your brush? I gotta go to work, I told you. All right, sound. He's gotta go to work, okay? Final thoughts. See you later, guys. Thanks for listening. Stay tuned yeah. for episode 71. Good? <laughs> you happy? Yeah, yeah. Right, ta See ya. <laughs> See ya. Tip. <laughs>